my, just so many business podcasts out there. How can I possibly know where to begin? Here at Intrepid Business, we are about stripping away all of the usual boring fluff and instead focus on showcasing real people doing real business, achieving amazing things. The ones truly changing the world, the instigators making a dent, the people changing how we do sales and marketing, leading innovation, the people redefining leadership. But who are these people? Why do they do what they do? How do they do what they do? Find out on Intrepid Business. And now, here are your hosts. Intrepid Business. I am your host, Todd Schnick. I've had the pleasure of interviewing this gentleman several times before, and uh, as we were talking pre-show, he keeps writing books, so I'm going to keep having him back on the show. Say hello to Mark Schaefer. Mark, welcome back to the show. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. I mean, you, you're always one of my favorite interviewers, so I, I, I always, this is a highlight. Oh, you say that to all the podcasters. No, I do not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in case you don't know, Mark, he's a college educator, a consultant, speaker, and best-selling author. And we're here to talk about his latest book called The Content Code. But Mark, before we get into that, take a quick second. And just in case someone listening doesn't know who you are, give them the run-through of you and your background. Well, I've worked in marketing for more than 30 years, mostly with uh, big companies and brands. I've had my own business for about seven years. I teach at Rutgers University in their graduate school and uh, consult with great organizations like Johnson & Johnson and Adidas, and I'm doing some work for the U.S. Air Force right now and uh, do speaking. And as you said, I've I've written some books, which is a, a, a lot of fun to do. Yeah, well, the latest one's called The Content Code, Six Essential Strategies to Ignite Your Content, Your Marketing, and Your Business. So I ask some variants of this question to every author who's put out a book in in a crowded field like this. I mean, there's obviously an awful lot of content out there about content. Why did we need another book? Why did you have to do this one? Well, I think this is a really important book, and I think it's my my best book, actually. I'm I'm really, really proud of it because... You know, we're in a world where content is not the finish line anymore. It's it's the starting line, and we we have this idea that uh, that we can put content out there because we're listening to all the experts, and that content is somehow going to work magically for our business. And maybe a few years ago, that was true when a lot of this you know blogging and podcasting and videos on YouTube were a bit of a novelty. But the fact of the matter is the amount of content on the, on the web is exploding. The quality of the content on the web is incredible. And the problem is about to get much, much worse. In the next five years, it's projected the, um, that the amount of information on the web is going to increase by 500%. That's, if you can imagine how big the internet is, we're going to have five of those in the next five years. And so I've been obsessed with this idea of what are we going to do about it? I mean, what's the strategy? What is the room that we have to maneuver in this crazy world? And so I, I studied this and I, and, I, and I just read a lot about it for, for almost two years. And I determined that really the way that we have to maneuver, the only room that we have to maneuver today is to focus on ignition getting our content to move. If our content doesn't, isn't seen, 
if people don't engage with it, if they don't click on it, if they don't share it with their friends, there really isn't any economic value. So the strategic importance of the content and the economic importance comes from the act of sharing. So this then suggests we better really understand sharing. How do we get this content to move? And when I got into this, Todd, it was absolutely fascinating when you get into the psychology and the sociology of who shares, why do they share, what do they share, and that, that is the result of, that's the book, that is the result of my investigation and, and my research, and it's, uh, it provides some very practical ideas organized into these six buckets to help businesses really of any size. Yeah, I heard you say this before. This, the the phrase "content is not the finish line; it's the starting line." And did I hear you correctly that what you really mean by that is it, it's the process of of ignition? It's getting the content to move, right? I mean, that's that's the big challenge, and, and that's what I'm sure you face when you're talking to prospective clients of yours. Is they say, "Gee, Louise." Creating content isn't a problem. Um, I'm assuming that they're in a yeah. field they have an expertise and knowledge around their around their industry space, but but getting it to move is the hard part. And then the other challenge that I find is is you know, and scary challenge is this you know, this increase of content 500 percent in five years. I think you said mm-hmm. when 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 I when I talk to someone about helping them with content and they say, geez, and they reiterate some point along those lines, they, they almost throw their hands up and say, I don't even know how to begin. And I, I think it's too big a challenge. How do you address that objection when you're talking to someone about creating content, about this fear of just competing with all the noise? Well, I mean, I start out the book in the, in, in the introduction. I say, this is a book of hope. <laughs> and, and, and I walk through and, and the first thing I address is what are the strategic implications? How can you determine how bad the problem is for your business? Now, I talked to a guy yesterday, actually, he's, 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 he's where you are. He's in Atlanta. And uh, he has a very specialized business. And as we did some research on his business, we found that there is not a lot of content density in his very narrow niche. So this is a good opportunity. He can begin creating content. He can, and, and I think people will be attracted to this content. I think people are searching for his services on Google. So there's still a wide open opportunity. Other businesses, you know, are, are very, very crowded. And so that's where the rest of the book comes in that says, look, what are you going to do? What are you going to do if you're not the first in the market, if you haven't already dominated the niche with content? What are you going to do to stand out above this noise? So it is a very, very practical book that I think dispenses hope. Well, I love that. that it's a book of hope, you know, but you and I both write a marketing blog and there are people who I say, you should be writing a marketing blog too, because that's your passion and your interest. And they're like, yeah. geez, does the world need another marketing blog? And, <laughs> and and the point I make is, nah, the world doesn't know your take, doesn't know your yeah. perspective, doesn't know your experience on, on marketing. I mean, that applies to any kind of a crowd space, yes? That's exactly right. Uh, you know, the world doesn't need another marketing blog, but the world does need you. There's only one you. You have no competition. And that's not to say... It isn't going to be difficult. It is, that doesn't mean it's not going to uh, require a lot of dedication and hard work. But 
the fact of the matter is we're in an amazing, magical time where everybody can make a mark. Everybody can have a voice because we can all publish. And I can't imagine uh, a professional today not taking advantage of that. You've, uh, you touched on this a minute ago, this idea that you say you have to break through the wall of information density. And, and while my marketing blog will probably never achieve the readership of Mark Schaefer's marketing blog, that, I, that used to cause me restless sleep. But now I realize, hey, there's a very small audience that cares about what I say and, and will move on what I say and will be my customer base. And that's all that matters, right? I mean, so this idea that you have to have as many uh, you don't have to have 100,000 readers of a blog, I think is a mistake a lot of people make. That, no, you don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to achieve that. It's nice to achieve that. But at the end of the day, you don't, you don't need that big of an audience to to be successful, yeah? Well, one of my favorite uh, stories is uh, I have a friend who's a emergency physician for children in uh, Virginia. And she had followed me for quite some time and was inspired to start a blog. And it wasn't easy because she had to get a lot of approvals through the hospital administration to start this blog. So she really had to, to fight and work. And after all this work and after all this writing, after about a year and a half, she was only averaging four and a half readers a day. And she was kind of disheartened that she, in, in her big passion was writing about the need to inoculate children. And one day she got a note uh, from someone in her community. <clears throat> and the person said, I want to thank you for your blog because you changed my mind about inoculation. And now I am working in my neighborhood. My goal is to get every child in this neighborhood inoculated because of what I've learned through your blog. So she was only reaching four and a half people a day on average, but it was the right four and a half people. And because of her writing, she start, she ignited this, this little movement and she's having an impact on the world. And so uh, even in this case where you've got five readers a day, um, it, 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 pr- it presented itself in some really inspiring success, a measurable success. Yeah. Well, Gary Vaynerchuk once said, if you got one follower, that's magic. So you never know. So you talked about the psychology of sharing. Uh, and mm. one of the things you, you focus on in the book is, is you have to build shareability. Let's talk about that a bit. Uh, there are, I mean, we, we can use the example of two bloggers and, and both write equally compelling content, but for whatever reason, one of them is successful at getting their content shared. The other isn't. Talk about that and what do you mean by the actual psychology of sharing? Well, this is one of the key takeaways, I think, from the book. Book It's one of the key ways I challenge the, the readers because there are three primary reasons why people share content. One, it's an extension of their self-identity. They share content to look cool or relevant or funny. The second reason is they share content to help people. They see an article or a blog post and they say, you know what? I know people who could benefit from this. I want to share this with my audience because I really love this and I think they'll love it too. The third reason really has nothing to do with the content at all and everything to do with the person or the company who's creating it, that they love this person. They're loyal to this brand so much doesn't even really matter what the content is. I'm going to share it because I want to support them. Now, so people share for intrinsic and emotional reasons. 
but companies try to get us to share for economic reasons. And the first thing they do is spend money on advertising, promotion, and SEO to try to get us to share the content. And guess what? It doesn't work. And that's where most of the money is going today. Now, there definitely is a role for advertising, promotion, SEO, and other paid uh, channels like that. And I cover that in the book. But you can, through SEO and advertising, you might be able to trick somebody into clicking a link or compel them to click a link, but you can't trick them into sharing. There still there has to be another strategy to ignite that is beyond promotion, beyond SEO. And that is one of the major challenges, I think, for the book. Well, and I think that's where most people fall short when they're talking about shareability. Uh, and we talk it's, about, absol- it's absolutely where they fall, fall short. We talk, our, our, our default position is spend money on SEO and advertising. Well, but you've also said there has to be a connection between the brand and content transmission. That's what you're talking about here, yes? Oh, absolutely. That's where, you know, what I'm trying to... Uh, to emphasize in the book is that's where all the attention should be. Uh, You know, today all we hear about is traffic. We want traffic. Traffic is tourists. They come, they look, they leave, they never come back. How is that creating economic value? We need to concentrate on on the loyalists, what I call the alpha audience, who is actually creating economic value for the business. Well, because there are people who have said to me, your, your content's every bit as good as some of these A-listers, but they get an awful lot more shares. It's, but that's the reason, right? Because they have that brand identity. People want to be affiliated with them and represent them in some way, shape, or form. That's, that's the magic ticket there. Is, you've talked also about this idea, though, that this is the most difficult time to be in marketing, but also the most exciting. Talk about that a bit. Well, I mean, I've been in marketing for for 30 years, and you think about what marketing was like when I started out. It was really pretty cut and dry. You had, uh, you know, how do you get your message out? You've got three network TV stations, a daily newspaper, a couple radio stations, maybe a magazine, throw in a little PR and a trade show, and that's, that's where you maneuver. Today, the channels are so fragmented our customers are so many different places. There's so much competition for that mind share of their attention. It is incredibly difficult to be in marketing today. It is not cut and dry. And not only are the platforms changing every day, the rules of engagement are shifting every day. And so that's uh, the downside. The exciting thing is, is that There are so many incredible opportunities to reconnect with customers in a human way, in a way that eventually creates loyalty. And I think if you can create loyalty, that trumps everything. And and it's hard to to create loyalty through advertising. It's hard to create loyalty through a press release. Uh, but but, But think about how amazing this is, is that, you know, we used to you know, market to our little, our little village or our little community. And now we're in this big global market. And we, through social media and content marketing, we have the opportunity to create these opportunities to really, truly connect in an emotional way that builds loyalty. So that's, 
that's the amazing opportunity ahead of us. And I think that's where a lot of organizations fall short, Mark, is this idea yeah. that they're not they're not looking at this as a, as a connection to another human being. I mean, I, I, right. I've long been an advocate of, of looking at your prospects as actual human beings. I mean, there's a real person behind these avatars. But but most people don't treat it that way. Now, see, I, you know, I do a lot of podcasting, and one of my one of my biggest projects is where I broadcast live from trade shows. So an organization will bring me in, and I'll conduct over the course of, of a trade show, uh, say twenty to twenty five interviews a day with with key prospects, right? So they'll mm-hmm. they'll get the pleasure of inviting a CEO to come be interviewed, and and the goal of the interview is to shine a light on what what that organization is doing. But what you can read between the lines, the real value of that is that face to face interaction. Action, that opportunity to be of service to to that CEO, which then opens the doors for further discussion of business development. But but the, the, the key there is, yeah, you could have you could mail that CEO a white paper <laughs> that's all technical and has useful information. But mm-hmm. but that face to face interaction on the trade show floor, showcasing them and talking to them. I mean, that is that kind of what you're talking about as a way to create content that that makes a human connection. That's absolutely what I'm talking about. I think you've nailed it right on the head. And that's what people crave. I mean, especially if you look at the millennials coming up. I mean, this is the least trusting generation ever. They don't trust brands. They don't trust messaging. But they do trust each other. They trust the content that's being shared among their friends. And so we, you know, there, we have no choice but to tap into that. We have no choice to figure out how do we connect our people to them, people to people, P to P is what I say. Mm-hmm. And how do, you know, how, and how do we scale that? That's a very fascinating thing to think about. Uh, certainly automation can play a certain role to a certain point. I, I'm working with some big companies. I mean, 85% of the questions they get, they're all the same questions. So, I mean, there's no problem automating that. But at some point, you have to have, have a handoff to a real live person. And there's some really interesting implications there for, for strategy and how you're spending your money. I mean, think about the implication of we're spending all this money on traffic and SEO. But what if we moved some of those funds to building trust with the people who are sharing our content? What would that look like? What would that mean? How would we do that? That those are the questions we need to ask. I think uh, as as we go forward to adjust to this new reality. So I guess this is what you mean when you say successful content marketing has virtually nothing to do with content. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you, you've got to start with great content, but but from from that point on. It, you know, the, 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 it, it's more about, you know, branding, as you mentioned, is more important than ever. Engagement is more important than ever. And, and focusing on the audience that's actually doing this, uh, building shareability into the content uh, to eliminate every possible obstacle that someone might have to, to sharing that. I mean, it's a, it's a key tactic that really nothing has to do, has nothing to do with what you're actually writing about. So, um, everything starts with great content, of course. That's just the table stakes today. But then the real work begins. 
Well, as as we discussed throughout the duration of this conversation, uh, it's not hard to create great great content. A lot of people creating great content, but it's it's that human connection, it's that uh, uh, connecting it to the brand where where I think most people fall short. And I think if you if you're listening to this and and you're struggling as to why your content is not moving, is not igniting, well, then that's that's probably why. I mean, that's it's really fascinating to think about. And, and Mark, I appreciate you clubbing us over the head to, to make us realize that. Uh, it, now that you think on it, it's obvious. Uh, but boy, uh, we needed we needed this conversation <laughs> to kind of wake up. You know, I want to one last thing before I let you go. Uh, you touched on this just a minute ago, and, and it's a big challenge that that I and, and I'm sure you as a consultant and plenty of others face when they're talking to someone about serving them in this capacity is this idea of oh my goodness, there's every day there's a new platform. I mean, should I be on Meerkat and Periscope now? What the heck? I don't. Mean, I haven't even figured out the last one yet, <laughs> and they're over, overwhelmed by all that. And yeah. then the idea of the, of the of the constant change in the rules of engagement is overwhelming for people too, especially if they're not into it, like guys like you and I are. Which how do you how do you calm someone down who is fretting and has anxiety over those two problems? Well, I think you know really. Uh, and when I outline a good process for that in another book that I wrote, I think the last one, maybe you and I talked about social media explain mm-hmm. where look, you know, if you're just starting out, Hey, you know, this isn't rocket science. Um, the, 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 the top platforms three years ago are still the top platforms yeah. with the possible exception of Pinterest being thrown in there now too. All right. So Meerkat and Periscope and, you know, some of the other things that are going on out there, they're not the top platforms. They might be someday. And, uh, you know, depending on your business you na- and where your audience is, you may need to pay attention to them at some point. But look, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, um, those are the, those are the main, uh, channels. That's a good place to start. Uh, look at your strategy, look at, at who your audience is, look at where your audience, you know, where they spend their time and just start in one place. You know, maybe it's a blog, maybe it's video, perhaps it's a podcast and, um, start in one place, do that well, and then move on to the second one. I mean, I really think that is, that's the strategy for, for any small business or medium sized business starting out. All right. Good stuff. Mark, I'll let you go. Before I do let you go, where can people contact you? Should they have questions and learn about your work and work in the other hands on a copy of The Content Code? Well, I'd love to hear from your listeners. I hope they will stay in touch with me. You can find everything about me at businessesgrow.com. At businessesgrow.com, you can find my blog, my podcast, my books, Lots of free resources for businesses of uh, any size, and you can find the content code on Amazon, and it's available uh, on Kindle, and in about a month, I'll also have it available as an audio book. Outstanding. Mark Schaefer, the author of the new book, The Content Code, Six Essential Strategies to Ignite Your Content, Your Marketing, and Your Business, and forever here known now as The Marketer's Book of Hope. All right. (laughs) Mark, as always, a great pleasure to join you. Thanks for carving out some time to join me. My pleasure. Thanks, Todd. All right. Well, that wraps this conversation. Again, on behalf of my guest, Mark Schaefer, I'm Todd Schneck. We'll see you soon on Intrepid Business.